At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm Nikki. Welcome to Swipe Fat. Where dating's hard. But dating when you're fat is even harder. I had my date. You did. With my... Speed dating I just, buddy. I just, I just had a brain fart and I couldn't even remember what I did to well, get a date. Luckily, I, I do. I remember everything about you and your dating life. That's a lie, but I do remember this. <laughs> you went to speed dating. You had a match. You went on a date. Correct. We went on a date last week. Um, it? and it was fine and enjoyable. Um, I will say. I think the big takeaway I took from this is to just, I need to trust my gut more. And that's from a perspective of like trusting your gut when you think someone likes you because I'm bad at that and trusting it when you think someone not even doesn't like you, but just like there's no match there. Like trust yourself more because I think my dating history has definitely been a lot of not trusting my gut and thinking people don't like me or forcing it with people that I don't like because I'm not trusting myself. Mm-hmm. And this guy and I were texting and it was just very bland. And I was like, this is the opposite of how this person was when I met them at the speed dating event. Yeah. They had, we had good banter. Like he was so funny. He was hilarious. And I was like, I don't understand. This feels like a completely different person. And my friend I think even you you were like well they're just dry and I was like maybe he's a bad texter yeah I think yeah they're like he's just a dry he's like a dad texter he's just bad at it and I and it wasn't just you it was other people too and I was like okay but like my gut was saying like no no but I went on the date anyway and he was not mean or rude or like honestly the opposite like uh, if you could pick like a perfect scenario of how I would want to be treated in a situation where like someone didn't feel a spark with me this is how I would like want to be treated and that like they were still super kind we had a very nice conversation he bought my drinks for me because technically he asked me out and picked the place and um he texted me the next day being like hey like I had good time I just don't feel a connection and, you know, I want to be upfront about that. And I was like, me too. A-okay. You Thanks know? for letting me know. Cool. Right. And it was like the perfect, hopefully the way that you would like that to go. Yeah. You respectable. Know? Very respectable. But I, I like knew the yeah. minute I like sat down that it was like a no and not just for him, you know, like it for was a no too. for me too. Yeah. And I think the only not the only, but like the most positive thing that came out of this was that I am like fully, like, I'm not going to second guess my gut anymore. I like that. Yeah. I think that's good. You went to a cute place, had a cute drink, and you learned to trust your gut. Yeah. 
because Not- like part of me was like I shouldn't go mm-hmm. yeah you told me that yeah because I was like it just doesn't feel right right yeah something yeah. feels off mm-hmm. and I was right it felt like he- <laughs> this is the only thing that I thought was like um a little weird and like maybe not super respectful Mm -hmm. but like in the middle of it we started talking about like our experience and if like we had a good time or whatever and he's like I think I'll do a few more of them and I was like we're literally on a date right now bro (laughs) like why are you fucking talking about going on more and like I knew again I like we all we all knew we all knew but But also we didn't need to did we need to say that part out loud (laughs) Because he was talking about how he's going to get back on dating apps, too. And I was like, oh, hey, okay, I'm just a friend here. Yeah, <laughs> clearly not a viable option, not a viable option. But that's I mean, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it was mutual. You were just definitely because he did. He was like, I could have a third drink, um, you know, but I can only stay for like a half hour because I have to get let my dog out. And I was like, I'm good. Let's go. We'll yeah, I'm not looking for a friend. Yeah, call, calling it right now. The espresso martinis aren't that good. No. <laughs> anyway. So you were not trying to have babies with him? No. I I didn't even want to kiss him. That's how you really know. I know. And I've definitely gone on like second or third dates with people that I don't want to kiss. I think you've grown. Yeah, um, but you know, just trust your gut. Trust your gut. We should name this episode "Trust Your Gut." <laughs> okay. Make T-shirts. Trust your gut. Trust your gut. Mine. You're singing. We gotta mine, go. Mine's a bigger one, so I should trust even more. <laughs> <laughs> extra trust in there oh my god this is not what caitlin deserves <laughs> that's her intro but this Sorry. is what she's gonna get and you know <laughs> i think you know she actually might like it she might think it's funny good yeah i hope so she's hilarious if she doesn't think it's funny her husband jackson i'll think it's yeah funny. i want jackson on the podcast next yeah. next he, we should we should pencil him in mm-hmm. see if he's available <laughs> reach out to his agent yeah i'll call his agent <laughs> Probably Caitlin. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, today we are we have a guest on the podcast. Uh, it is Caitlin Cunningham from Keeping It Caitlin. Uh, we have Caitlin on today to talk through her dating journey, um, but also to talk about her um, experience with infertility and IVF and PCOS. I think things that will resonate with a lot of um, listeners. So we're excited to have her on. I feel like her story is very relatable, like just dealing with doctors and being plus size, PCOS, like all the things like and having to advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you guys are going to enjoy it. Hi, Caitlin. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> We're so excited to have you on today. I'm excited. I'm ready. ready. I feel like we've had like an internet relationship for so long. I know we really have actually funny story I don't even know if Alex knows this so you and I met because of an Abercrombie like share week thingy 
Uh-huh. Like that's how we like started. <laughs> she, you don't remember, and it's okay. It was my first <laughs> share week ever, so it was pretty memorable to me. Um, oh, and that, yeah. That's when I was dating. Like I was having my one week sex capade with Puppet Man, mm. and at the puppet show beforehand I was having to post these stories and I was posting them at the car and they got fucked up and then I had to delete them all and I was si- sitting in the auditorium before going in and he's like we don't have to go to this he was like all freaking out I was like it's fine give me like five minutes and then we're good <laughs> and then I went and watched a puppet show wow yeah that is actually extremely memorable <laughs> yeah that was a pretty memorable yeah <laughs> experience I was probably sitting at home on my couch, not at a puppet show. Not at a puppet show. Not having a one-week sex, like, (laughs) thing and then never talking to, well, never seeing him again. (laughs) No, no. You you haven't had that kind of experience, have you? Right? Uh, Because you got, like, married in college? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I feel I my head you got married like right out of high school which I know is like I was like 12 (laughs) yeah no no I'm I'm from Texas I'm not from like Utah or anything like that (laughs) so it's like a little bit better but not much but yeah (laughs) so how did you meet your husband I met Jackson in college actually so um we I didn't Yeah, we met junior year of college, so I actually went, I've always had a boyfriend, I'm like that girl, I went into college with a boyfriend, and then we broke up um, sophomore year, like the very beginning of sophomore year, and I lived my life all the way up until um, I met Jackson, so I've I've lived. So (laughs) one year of living. Yeah. I mean, okay. that's really Wait, all you no, need. You yeah, only need one year of yeah. porn, okay? <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it took me out for a little bit. I No, I definitely, like, made up for lost time. I got in a lot of trouble in college. I, I lived, so, you know. <laughs> I want to so know you, the trouble. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to hear more about the, okay, so you always had a boyfriend. Like, when did you start, like, dating? Um, I would say I had my first boyfriend when I was like 14, okay. 13 okay. or 14, but I, and I was always in this, I don't know, like everyone's ex- life story experience. But I was always stick skinny. Okay. Oh, so I actually like, I have a different experience than a lot of people where everyone's like. Um, I made a joke about this the other day on TikTok where I was like, I don't have like the adverse reaction when I talk about Torrid of like only being able to shop at mm-hmm. Torrid. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I didn't experience that. My dad yeah. did only make me shop at JCPenney's because he had a like credit card there. And I remember being like, please let my skinny self go to Abercrombie. Um, but yeah, I was, I wasn't plus size until later in life I would say like the past like seven years Mm -hmm. and so it's it has been different like I've never had really anything not that being plus size holds you back but just you know like any really adversity actually like from Um, society you mean yeah in that way yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and sometimes I I 
you know, I made up for lost time in that one year and I feel like I've made up adversity wise (laughs) of putting myself on the internet as I was like gaining weight. Um, it's yeah, definitely hasn't always been rainbows and sunshine in that case, but I did like, and I, I think it is a little bit unique because I feel like a lot of plus size people I've met have always been plus size. Mm -hmm. And that just for me, like it, it wasn't the case. I actually was like so skinny and I always say like my fat bubble burst and I just started gaining weight. Um, but yeah, I just always want to mention that. Yeah. I was straight size too growing up Mm. Um, and I gained most of my weight like after college. Um, yeah. So same, same sort of experience. However, I was always like mid size and I don't, you know, like it's like a weird in between yeah like yeah. I was always like a 10 or a 12 so I mm-hmm. thought I was plus size yeah <laughs> and I wasn't so I think it's like it's you know interesting to have like because we didn't have like what the resources that people do now so like no. we didn't have TikTok we didn't have Instagram so I only had like the experiences that I had which was like it was kind of hard to find clothes as a size 12 <laughs> um yeah and, you know like I did have to not sometimes I couldn't shop sometimes I could but so I still had thin privilege but it's like I don't know yeah it was different in between that's why Mm -hmm. I I like feel it for you know size 12 so it's way different now though because I feel like Mm -hmm. you have more options anyway not the point (laughs) (laughs) okay so you were dating in high school and in college and then you met Jackson Mm -hmm. and it was just like Boing, we love each other um <laughs> long story short yes but also no so I didn't I was didn't want a boyfriend Jackson will tell you um that the first time he saw me he told his best friend that I was going to be his wife it's like kind of one of those like cheesy things but he also had a girlfriend at the time mm. and actually the night that I met Jackson I have a picture with his girlfriend and she's like wearing his jacket and like it's kind of funny now like I don't know it's kind of awkward but um <laughs> but I he started like he literally broke up with her and like started pursuing me and I was just like I didn't want a boyfriend or anything like that and he is like knowing him now he's really like the nicest angel ever and he was like that's totally fine like I will be here whenever like you are ready and and he's like such a gentleman and he literally and we're in college and you know he's still doing like wild and crazy stuff and I'm doing my own thing too but like he was my friend first and that was like the first relationship I had had where someone was my friend first Mm -hmm. and he was like he did not pressure me and he was just my friend Jackson for (laughs) for like a year and then um whenever we first started dating um I broke up with him because I just like a week after dating and like blindsided (laughs) him and we were still in college and so like I don't know it was just kind of dumb but um I just was scared I guess and then um and then I took him or I wanted him back and then um about a week after like dating again I was like you have to marry me 
And he was like, no, I'm definitely going to marry you. And I was like, okay, cool. So, so we got engaged after dating for four months. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. My parents were like, pump the brakes, pump them. Were they? Yeah. My dad was like, uh, so Jack's, and I'm a very persistent person too. Mm-hmm. So like I was just like, no, we're like getting married. Like I don't want to and I don't I had really never I don't know why I said all that. Cause like honestly, like you're letting your crazy show fully when you're like sitting there, you're like 20 years old and you're like, you're gonna marry me and you're gonna <laughs> love it. Um, but he was he's just as crazy and um <laughs> he was on board with it. So and whenever he asked for my dad's permission my dad was like yeah like I guess you can marry her but like you guys don't have to get married right now like you can wait like five years and Jackson's like I don't think Caitlin's gonna really go for that so (laughs) so we got married like a year and a half later okay fresh out of college okay right out you were engaged in college then I was Mm mm-hmm the text the southern way yeah the southern no it it is like it it wasn't looking like it was gonna be like that like for me everyone was like no way Caitlin is even gonna find someone to like wrangle her in and then all of a sudden I just pulled it together and I went like old school like my name could be like Mary Claire or something like I just (laughs) I went like full southern so that's amazing I mean it even happens in um when I was I went to school at East, so everyone got married when they were like 27, um, even though we, they were all dating in college. But my yeah. friend went to school in Ohio, and I remember she had so many weddings the year after we graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, what is happening over there? <laughs> Why are you in so many weddings? What's yeah. in the water? I know. No, I was like, literally. my friends aren't even like living together. Like, this is slow, slow. Yeah, small no, city stuff yeah yeah it's definitely more I feel like more prevalent in the south and then we are the first ones to get married and by far the last one to have kids I know um, there's a couple that we went to college with they have like four kids now wow and they got married right before us so I mean yeah right like right away yeah how that's pretty much how how old are you how old are you now I don't even know I'm 20 I just turned 29 okay yeah okay so you guys have been married for a while then married for eight years for almost seven years a seven okay yeah that's a long time Mm -hmm. seven year (laughs) itch you're passing it yeah well I'm itching you just can't see it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, He's probably like so tired of me. So, <laughs> so Jackson's plus size two, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's a big boy. Has he always <laughs> been? He always has been. He is just. I like. I feel like I'm like so proud of him. Like I'm just like I could show y'all baby pictures. Like this kid looks exactly the same. And the boy is, like, a rectangle. Like, he is just, like, always been thick. And actually, like, he was the first plus-size person that I was, like, ever talked to. Mm. And if we're going to be, like, really open, 
that's why I broke up with him in the first place Mm -hmm. because I was like you are like big and Mm -hmm. I'm not and I don't like I don't know like what I'm doing basically have you ever told him that's why you broke up with them yes yeah and he's just like you're a loser because like (laughs) yeah it's like it's so vain it's so and it's not who like I really am now and it's kind of like well I mean also you're 20 yeah 19 I know well it's it's messed up it's terrible like if someone said that to me I'd be like you are a bitch like you are (laughs) actually just a wretched human but like and I and I don't like actually tell really anyone this so I'm a little confused why I'm choosing to share it now but um (laughs) but I think like yeah I just I was so young I was in college and I just I didn't know like and also like he was just like such a boy like he didn't do his hair like we've we've come a long way he was a really good dresser and he still is um and I love like his style and he was like always wearing Brooks Brothers and like just doing his little like southern boy thing but like he never did his hair like he didn't take care of his skin and I was just like you know like I love your personality but you know but you came around around to it so obviously like yeah you know he loved him (laughs) no I yeah I like literally couldn't survive without him now and um I have a lot and I've just grown up and I have a lot more empathy and like understanding for different people and I think like him having thick thighs is like the cutest thing ever so I'm never like (laughs) I've come around to it yeah like y'all said yeah, I want to beat yourself up about that because, like, society tells you it's wrong. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was fat phobic to, towards myself. Like, yeah. we all are, right? Like, oh, yeah, 100%. I guess it's just like it's, it's mean. At, like, at the yeah. core, like, it's mean. So, yeah. and I never, like, I'll be saucy all day, but I never, like, want to hurt someone's feelings. And, like, I definitely hurt his feelings he I remember telling I was like I don't know like if you're gonna live a long life like Mm. I don't know like you know like I don't know if like you're gonna take care of yourself and so like and just that and being like young that like society literally like yeah and now I'm like Mm -hmm. yeah and then now I'm fast forward and like I'm on the receiving end of that from other you know in other Mm -hmm. ways and so it's like I just didn't know and I didn't have the life experience to know any different so and the tools I mean again this is like you know seven years ago I don't like that's kind of like when all the body positive like in a larger way was starting to like get bigger right yeah yeah on a mainstream way I mean you know because I know fat liberation has always been a a huge thing but I think like on a larger scale because Instagram was like really gearing up Mm -hmm. that things Mm -hmm. were changing a lot more I mean I would say that like seven years ago is probably when I started to like have my own self-love journey yeah that kind of makes sense yeah because I was like 30 31 crazy yeah it I'm is. over here trying to do math, but yeah, I wasn't far behind that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. It does. Yeah. 
<laughs> Thanks for validating me. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my well, god. I mean, I think it'd I... be different if you were still here being like, well, he's a fat piece of shit and he's lazy <laughs> and he's this and I've not, you know, like yeah. you were t- you were 1920. You changed. People yeah. can, people can change. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I can't lie and say that I like when I was that age that I didn't have similar thoughts about, you know, people um, and and myself uh, included in that Mm -hmm. being like, you're gross and whatever. I remember there was this like guy who was plus size who had a crush on me um, when I was in college and was didn't like not it wasn't because of his like weight in the end that like I didn't love him, but I it was his personality (laughs) um but like I remember having those thoughts at some point but you know being like I just yeah so I've been there but I think like for me just I wasn't it was the personality I mean hell I hated myself so much that I got gastric sleeve surgery and thought that would fix my life so did you really yeah when I was 24 that's yeah Yeah, I mean, I would say, actually, like, it's been a different journey for me, because, like, getting married so young, and then gaining a lot of weight, Mm -hmm. just because of, one, you gain weight, because you're, like, so happy, and you don't give a shit, and you're just, like, Mm -hmm. you know, in love, and, but then also, like, my PCOS caught up to me, and I literally say, like, I remember, like, the month period where I'm like I am gaining so much weight like this is crazy and no one in my family is plus size and I didn't really understand and like obviously Jackson grew up being a big boy and so like he was just like you know this is how it works like you know like yeah this this is real welcome to the club no literally and so I think like I've had to go on a journey of like accepting and loving myself Mm -hmm. after finding someone and like I'm really lucky that I found someone that still loves me like the same way because I was thinking about it today I was like before I came on like how you know some people don't some people are like still vain and like they don't love someone the same after they've changed Mm -hmm. you know yeah and so I think I'm just lucky that and I think Jackson just like who he is like he will love me no matter what but you don't always get that so yeah yeah Yeah. no that's really true I mean that's like a whole like comedian joke punchline for years and years and years yeah or like the thought process of like you have to stay like attractive for your husband is I mean my grandma was Um, so god god lover but you know that was like such a big thing and anytime someone would talk about weight it was always like well you have to have a man to keep loving you yeah have to be small yeah I've I've heard um my like fair share of just things like it's interesting because like my parents would never say anything about Jackson like Jackson is a precious angel to them but like they will dog on me all day long about my weight and um yeah so it's just interesting the 
dynamics of that mm-hmm. it is yeah it's yeah like my m- mom doesn't dog on me but I like and now she's come around but like constant diet tips yeah or like you know you or like a great aunt you'd be so pretty if you lost blah 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 you know yeah yeah just my dad paid for a trainer for me for most of college mm-hmm. so that I could like stay fit <clears throat> so yeah, I mean like they all do I think they are all mostly coming from a a place yeah where they just want to protect you um or insecurity or their insecurities yeah I mean I know yeah. like my my mom um had an eating disorder and I'm mm. pretty sure my dad did too um or some sort of disordered eating you know mm-hmm. um but yeah there's always been problems with that but I mean like if you talk to anyone I feel like there's yeah, no one that doesn't have like an issue with food it's yeah and how their family dynamic has either been like helpful or yeah. may just kind of feel the fire mm-hmm. totally yeah. Totally. So when did you, so you guys always knew you wanted to have kids? Cause I know you guys are trying now, right? Yeah. Yeah. I always, I'm like the girl that was the babysitter. I love kids. I love babies. I worked at um, the preschool and like always like I'm the girl holding your baby yeah and no matter where we are so it was like really a no-brainer for me and Jackson is the same way he definitely was like we can wait a little bit and now you guys understand me a little more like foot is on the pedal at all times (laughs) you were like 21 let's pop them out (laughs) no literally I'm like we so we got married um right after Jackson finished his master's and um I was like we gotta have kids and he was like oh my god I remember him being like I'm actually not ready and I was like because I was like you said you were gonna be ready like right after we got married and (laughs) and now like looking back like I've you know just it's just being young again like and having no idea and now I'm like thank god we didn't have kids because we didn't own a house you know like just things that you're just like in a way better place I've actually lived some life and like Mm -hmm. can do things I want to do and Mm -hmm. it's a lot different than it would have been but yeah we've always wanted kids and what's so you've like posted about IVF you tried Mm -hmm. other things before what's been the journey like for you so the journey has been I'll take you back to like right after we got married um, in 20, yeah, 2017. Um, I had, I figured out I had PCOS because I had a cyst like mm-hmm. burst. Oh, and wow. um, yeah, it's humbling, but you know, mm-hmm. um, what a wish it on anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it sounds very painful. Yeah. And so I was in a new city, like just like away from my parents. And um I didn't really know necessarily like how to go about 
things but I started going to the OB and she was just like yeah you have PCOS like and I was like yeah I've been gaining a lot of weight and I've gained like 40 pounds and um she gave me metformin which a lot of people um it does help them a lot and um I took it but I wasn't really like serious about it because I I just like didn't really was that supposed to no is it like Uh, it's for insulin resistance I'm on it oh you are yeah yeah Yeah. I just didn't really doctor offers it to you get extended release people extended release take it at night with food you'll thank me later yeah I didn't know like what I was doing and I remember just like not liking how I felt on it and so I I just stopped taking it and then I was like just doing my own research looking into PCOS and I was like it says it's going to be really hard to have kids and so my OB referred me to um like a reproductive doctor in Houston and she was like if I was you like I would just go straight to IVF and I'm like mm-hmm. 24 at this point 23 24 so expensive yeah no I'll the second I got home, Jax was like, shut it down. We're not, get it out of your head. We're not doing any of that. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, he was we like, should have had have... both of you. I know. Oh my God. We he actually to... like, is way funnier than me. Um, but um, yeah, he was like, no, we're not, we're not doing that. Um, you'd have gotten like a full like Southern accent too. I don't know if you guys have like seen him on my story. So people always are like, I can't believe he actually talks like that. And I'm like, <laughs> It's, like, so normal to me, but, yeah, he's really just, like, a good old boy. Um, But the good kind of good old boy. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, right, right. Let's clarify that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not the, not the bad good old boy. <laughs> he's a um, southern gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want to But, um, yeah, so I went, and she was like, I would honestly just do IVF, like, skip straight to it, and I was like, okay, like, give me the numbers and you know she's like it's gonna be probably like twenty five thousand dollars and I'm like right right so Jackson was quickly like absolutely not um and so we just didn't really we didn't go anywhere from there basically um because it just like we're so young we didn't have a lot of money um and it just like you don't really know what to do unless you're like really fully ready to be in it I feel like yeah um so fast forward a couple years and we live back in Dallas now and I somehow and this is like the weirdest like intuition thing it was either like I felt like I I never have a regular period so it's like my mom would be like just do an ovulation test goober and I'm like work that way I'm like I don't even know like what when you fill out the period thing and it's like what was your last period and it's like 800 days ago I I don't know (laughs) yeah like what do you want from me and then it's you know then it'll be like we cannot detect when you're you know it's like I had to figure out all these things because everyone was just you know like my best friend got pregnant really easily both times and she's a couple of years older than me and she's like take the rest of my ovulation strips like you just got to test for ovulation and then you've got to have like timed intercourse and I'm like it's not working so I don't know you know just like trial and error things um 
But I had like this intuition in the tip of my nose was really hard. This is going to sound so weird. And I can't remember if it was like, I looked it up and it was like, that could be a sign you're pregnant or you're ovulating. I can't remember which one, but my t- the tip of my nose was really hard. And then I got pregnant. I don't even, so I've been pregnant once before um, and I had like a miscarriage a couple weeks later and yeah it just like I don't I don't know like I really just had an intuition that like for some reason it was gonna work and it did and it was like a very blissful couple of weeks Mm -hmm. um but yeah then I had a miscarriage so it's so hard I'm sorry yeah thank you it's something I like definitely just block out I'm really good at like blocking things out and being like oh yeah that did happen to me Mm -hmm um and also telling yourself like maybe it wasn't actually like a baby you know like maybe it was just you had a really rough period or something or it was a false positive but um trauma response yeah 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 um but it was real and it was just at the same time of like it being really sad I think like I at least had like a taste of what it's like and so I know that it's possible Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know a little hope yeah even though and that was like three years ago now which um you know I was like it definitely like lit a fire under me like okay like I've got to get pregnant like again like I you know Mm -hmm. because I thought that I would be like nice and calm but I wasn't I was like so excited I didn't even like tell my parents in person I FaceTimed them (laughs) even though they lived like 45 minutes away like (laughs) it's embarrassing (laughs) um like we told everyone like Jackson's parents sent us like parenting books and like you know you just like blow the lid off of it and you're like oh my god I bought a onesie like to like announce and it's like just like little learning lessons it's like Mm -hmm. shut your mouth Caitlin shut your mouth because then you have to you know and it's the same people I would tell if I was having a miscarriage so it's fine but it's just like you gas yourself up just as much you know Mm -hmm. there's like half the fun is telling everyone and like getting them excited and right you know but um well and imagine it I mean yeah that's that has to be really hard yeah yeah it's definitely just like a you just for me I just like keep keep it moving like I don't dwell on it for a long time and you know like Nikki said like I have like a lot of trauma like I'm like really good I'll pull it out of the <laughs> any trick in the book and I have got it um <laughs> and will do it but yeah you just like really block it out and like I don't keep anything out that like reminds me of it obviously it's like who wants you know that but every once in a while I'll see like like in the closet in the room I'm in now like all the books are there and like the all of the things and so um yeah you just you got to keep it moving and but it does give you hope and um like obviously it's nice to know that it's possible, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
so have your do you feel like your doctors have been like super supportive of like the journey like how has that like gone has that been like hard to find one that like you trust and like want to work with yes a hundred (laughs) percent um I had a doctor here um that was actually the same doctor as one of my coworkers, and she got pregnant she actually had a miscarriage and then got pregnant and had a baby um a couple months before me and so when I got pregnant like she was like you have to go to him he's amazing she's also so tiny and super petite and um I went to him after I had my miscarriage and I was like I had a miscarriage like here's all of the info from like the ER and like I want to like I like tell me what next steps because like I want to get pregnant and like I you know want to keep rolling on this momentum of like my body like realizing like that it can be pregnant right and um he was like well I would suggest you lose some weight first mm-hmm. no one has fertility issues in my family so it was all like the worst advice ever basically like if you're looking back now just like don't ever say that to anybody basically yeah um and my aunt came over after I had gone gone home from the hospital left my parents house and was like I think if you just did some more walking and did a little bit more exercise that you could get pregnant again and Jackson literally was like get out good Good. like and she has seven kids but it's it's funny because she had three or four miscarriages and she's not plus size right yeah so was it and I could like go on a tangent because I'm like was anyone there telling you like what you like what are you too skinny or you know like what are you doing wrong like why am I doing something wrong um there's so much taboo stuff about miscarriage in general too like yeah like the fact that I don't know anyway sorry yeah and infertility being plus size like you can't get pregnant because you're overweight that's it like and that's not it right um but yeah so that my doctor told me to lose weight and I knew it was like wrong but I did lose weight um he was like just try to lose like 10 pounds and I was like okay okay yeah sorry just like what is 10 pounds gonna fucking do right this whole thing that if you lose 20 percent of your body weight your PCOS like goes in remission and like that's I've had I've been told it multiple times, but also like I've had friends who are straight size who have PCOS be put on metformin and different things for them, like have do a low carb diet for them to lose 20 pounds and that their doctor thinks they'll magically like be able to get pregnant then. Yeah, it'll just, jeez. Yeah. So he told me he was like, just lose like 10 pounds. And I knew it was like, wrong and like I was like annoyed but I was just like okay like I'll lose it and and I did and then he was like well let's see if you can maintain that and I was like you're kidding me like I did this I'm like 
I'm so proud of myself. I want to get, you know, like I want help getting pregnant. I lost this weight and I, I knew it was like wrong. Like I shouldn't have to lose weight, but like I'm doing it. So you'll help me right? because, you know, like no one wants to go through the trouble of like finding a new doctor and, you know, like, and you're also like, am I going to find a new doctor just over this one thing? Like, no, I'm just going to do what he says. So you do it. And then he's like, well, try to see if you can maintain it. And if you can lose a little bit more. And I was just like, no, screw you. And so I just like, I didn't, he didn't help me and put a, like a terrible taste in my mouth. And so I went to um, a fertility like clinic in Dallas and did a round of IUI, which is like a less invasive. Yeah. yeah so I did a round of IUI and it didn't work and I knew it wasn't going to, because I think that I, when I do ovulate, I think I ovulate earlier than like it and then expected and I just I could feel like I can feel my body I feel like I'm like I feel like every woman is like pretty freaking in tune with her body like Mm -hmm. you know we know it better than anyone and so the IUI didn't work and we were still like we were doing better like financially but it's still expensive it's a couple thousand dollars and I was just like, I'm not doing, th-. and it was like, it was March of 21. So like the pandemic was still going on and I was just like, I'm not doing this to myself again. Yeah. So we just didn't do anything after that, but it's just been like, and at that time it was like, well, we're still like 26. So it's like, not really it's not a big deal, you know, and now I think, and it, it doesn't matter how old you are, but just, I think for us and like what I, I always like, don't feel like I'm fully happy because like, I don't have a family, you know, and some people don't have that void at my age and that's fine or, you know, but for me, it's just something that like, I've wanted so bad that now I'm like, okay, financially we're at the point Jackson just turned 30 and my parents and his parents are all just kind of like waiting for us to have kids and it's you know something that I'm like fully ready to put the time and effort and money into so that's kind of where we are now okay so you're Um, starting IVF yeah so um I say like nice and ready but we're going to the plan is right now I'm on doing some aglutide shots to just like put my body in the best position possible and one they all obviously help with like insulin resistance um but also to lose weight just so that I'm at a better place like I'm so scared and this sounds this is like vain but I'm so scared of like messing something up because of my body and I know I'm not trying to lose 100 pounds in two months and like be a whole new you but I'm like so scared of like rushing it and then being told that like this happened to you even if it's not true just like the thought in my head of like you had a miscarriage because you're overweight you know like and so I think that's still the trauma from the last time 
Yeah, a hundred percent. And just like everything, every doctor's told me like, it's crazy because the clinic that we're using for IVF, um, is they will do IVF or any sort of fertility like treatment on anybody. If you're, he was like, if you're 48 years old and you are like, I have one egg left, other people will turn you away. Yeah. And like, he's like, we will give you like, I will tell you medically all the information you need to know. If that's the conclusion you come to, but my purpose of like being a fertility doctor is to help you like achieve your goals. So I'm going to help you. And it, yeah. And it's, it's so crazy because on the other hand, I had a consultation with a local fertility clinic and like a couple of days before just to make sure I was making the right choice. Mm-hmm. And um, she told me that her anesthesiologist doesn't take, doesn't put anyone under for egg retrieval with a, over a certain BMI. Yeah. And I'm over that BMI. Yeah, almost everybody probably is. hundred <laughs> percent. And I'm also sitting there thinking, how do people that are bigger than me like have a C section and get an epidural? Yeah. How does so like does your anesthesiologist just pick and choose? Like Yes. Mm-hmm. And they do. <laughs> they uh, yeah. Do. So I told the the clinic that I'm going with that was really like he's so open and nice and like he told me he was like just so you know like your weight has nothing to do with your ability to get pregnant but he was like clinics will they want the best success rate that they can get yeah because you have to report it to the cdc and like you i looked it up and he said that they will pick and choose who they take and who they don't and because they don't want you messing up their success rate i know isn't that wild it's insane because it's like i i froze my eggs and nikki um talked to them as well but um we um so i only went to two clinics to like do the whole egg freezing process or whatever um and my first experience wasn't great but I didn't really go further down the line or whatever but the second yeah. time was with this amazing place who sounds a lot like your fertility doctor which they like never made it any like it was about whole health like they never talked mm-hmm. to me about my weight ever um mm-hmm. and I had to be under anesthesia my BMI is definitely like I'm at obese level I know that um, yeah based on which bmi is like so outdated no one I know. uses anymore it's so stupid <laughs> i know when she said that i literally just like wrote i'm sure on zoom i was like oh, it's sure. crazy but it should be based on your whole health like if they're denying you based on because you have heart issues or there's like something going on that like really something could happen to you while you're yeah. under seizure that is a whole other ball game but if you're right if they're like you're gonna have a heart attack then okay thank yeah, you there's for a looking large, out like for a 95 percent risk rate of you something yeah. else happening to you whilst you're whatever but yeah plus size people have surgery all the time no i'm like so if if i like if my appendix burst are you gonna be like well sorry big girl you can't go back for surgery like right <laughs> i know what do you mean you're not gonna put me under for like a 15 minute minimally invasive procedure like 
when she said that, I was also just like, it's so Dallas, so Dallas of her. Like, it's crazy though. It's, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. everywhere. I know so many people here who in Illinois who um have gone to different clinics and you know a lot it's hard because you have to sometimes you have to pick the place where your insurance works and they're not always the best um you know like bedside manner type deal and they've all been basically told that they need to lose like 50 pounds before they would like do anything to like help and I want to be like I wish everyone could go to the place that I went to but like you know yeah 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 and I I also like want to preface like I almost feel like I should I'm on week two of doing I've done two shots Mm -hmm. and I almost feel like I should be empowered to just like be who I am and not worry about anything but I also just like have that trauma of like being so scared of like messing something up and and I honestly want to do IVF because I want to be monitored and I want to be like I I need like for me I need that and I know like people have miscarriages all the time and like make it just fine but it's just so scary and like the opportunity presented itself for me to do some agglutide shots and I'm just like maybe like I really should and I feel like it it depends like when I'm talking to y'all and it's like a very understanding like open atmosphere I feel like well why did you feel like you had to do that Mm -hmm. but then in a lot of situations it's like well that's probably the best choice you know like you know you should better yourself before you have kids and you know I'm just like processing as we're chatting basically (laughs) and that's fair that's fair it's yeah. hard because I mean I get it like doing going through the egg freezing process I like did all the things that you're supposed to do like prenatal vitamins and mm. um all of this stuff because you're supposed to be like you're supposed to eat healthier like all, all these things that they like tell you to do because you're mm. preparing yourself as like a vessel or whatever yeah and right. I think that's where all this like pressure yeah it's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. and I like I don't know how you couldn't want to like like you yeah yeah it's it's so easy and everyone even though my situation is like I've really seen a lot of this feedback and like fat phobic interactions through fertility like I feel like everyone has it. it just depends on like your path and how you've seen it like you know if you're dating like it could be through that or it's like just as personal mm-hmm. you know it's in no no one's situation is like more personal but it does make it like easy to get deterred for sure and just like not I think that's why there's like pockets of like years in between like we haven't been doing you know 10 IUI cycles and things like Mm -hmm. that because I just feel like it's so hard to find people like in your corner that and it and then you like add on the fact that it's medical and like you can never get a hold of your doctor and you can never you know it's just so complicated it's demoralizing I mean like yeah in those situations where 
people are just like othering and like putting you in a in a corner like okay well this is the reason without even like looking at your whole history Mm -hmm. um and it I think would be really hard to not be there and be like okay yeah right totally and we're supposed to trust doctors too so I think that's the whole other thing where it's sort of like okay I'm you're supposed to be the expert here but why do I have to be the one advocating for myself when you should be the one figuring it out because this is your profession this is your job yeah like it it feels like so much harder that I Mm -hmm. have to be the one to be like but hey (laughs) yeah can we do this test or like I mean I know this happens with all sorts of things not just fat people but like cancer patients or whatever people have to be their own advocates but it just sucks that that's the case it shouldn't be that way yeah and I totally agree and I've seen like um a nutritionist that's really focused on like helping like a PCOS nutritionist Mm -hmm. and I was taking like um probably like 30 supplements a day just like I was like, I'm not even hungry because my stomach is full of beef, heart organs, blah, 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 mm-hmm. like all this nasty stuff. And and she tells you one thing and then you go to you're on TikTok and like someone with PCOS is like telling you the opposite thing. And then you go to the doctor and they're telling you this. And it's like just trying to navigate like every single opinion and someone's read 10 studies on this and semaglutide is going to kill me and you know like just like everything it's just it's so loud and you have to just like try to figure it out the best that you can really Mm -hmm. so it's a lot you just have to give yourself grace yeah it's a whole journey Mm -hmm. yeah well you have to do what's best for you Mm -hmm. you know like I'm not a doctor I and I can't tell you what you like you said earlier you know your body best you have to figure out what works for you and yeah shouldn't be judging you for that either yeah we have body autonomy Mm -hmm. we can do what's best for ourselves what we think is best for ourselves yeah yeah easier said than done but I I know 100% no kidding 100% (laughs) yeah as long as you're not going and telling people that they also have to do the same thing, I think yeah, it doesn't matter. That's the big thing. Yeah. You know, you're not mm-hmm. on TikTok screaming at people telling them that they're wrong for not being on it. And yeah. that they're a bunch of losers and your life's 100% better. Yeah. <laughs> it's like giving like mega church pastor vibes. <laughs> that's a, that's what some, you know, some plus know. influencers did. So, yeah. Yeah. You just got to do what's best for you and it'll all work out Yeah, one way or the other. Yeah. And advocating for yourself. And I'm sure that straight size people do the same, have to do the same thing. But I think just like in this, and I'm not even someone, like I said, that's been just doing treatment after treatment and doctor after doctor. Like I've taken chunks of breaks in between and I think about other plus size people and like what they've been told and just, you know, mm-hmm. how freaking much like misinformation and just like how put down that 
a lot of people probably have been and so it's yeah just you have to just fight for yourself yeah just a lot mm-hmm. just exist in your damn body <laughs> yeah. right yeah I think you're doing great yeah thanks <laughs> Well, I'm I'm so excited that we had you yeah, on the show. I know. I know. Thanks for listening to me rant and hopefully I answered a lot of questions and I think this will help yeah. a lot of people who are trying to go through the same thing and like navigate this whole thing too and understanding yeah. like helping that, like they're not alone. Yeah. And yeah. It's okay to like not know what's going on too. Yeah. And still being able to figure it out, you know? You don't have to have all the answers. Yeah. Very true. Well, tell everyone where they can find you if they want to follow you. Okay. If you want to follow me, um, I always get, like, so, like, shy. I'm like, me? Um, (laughs) You can find me at Keeping It Caitlin on, like, all socials. That's where... I will like, keep everyone updated and actually the highlight called Baby C because my last name is Cunningham um, and I should like call it something else that's kind of cheesy but um, yeah, cute. I've like documented really everything like from when I was pregnant like all the way up until now so people um, want to like go back and watch it and like see the journey they can but the plan right now is to start IVF um in either like January or February so there should be like a lot of updates coming soon so we'll see perfect can't wait to follow along thanks (laughs) (laughs) well at the end of every episode we say bye together do you want to say bye with us yeah do we just say like on three Yep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. 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 Follow along with us on Instagram and TikTok at Swipe Bat. And if you're not a part of our private Facebook group, join that too. Just search Swipe Bat Podcast. And if you love us, make sure you subscribe and leave us a review.